What's, What's up, up everybody? everybody? Welcome to Truthzilla. So you guys, if you get any value out of the show um, and you want to return any value to the show, uh, here's a few ways that you can do it. We're going to try and be real quick with this tonight. So if you go to truthtrs.com, uh, truthtrs.com, that's probably uh, <laughs> you know, a great way, to, great way to support your health along with supporting the show. So um, TRS is a zeolite spray, tasteless, odorless spray that eliminates all the heavy metals and environmental toxins out of your body. It's great for vaccine injured kids, everything, man. You can take it when you're pregnant, give it to your kids, give it to your pets. Like it's just all purpose, awesome product. TruthTRS.com or on Instagram at TruthTRS. Secondly, another great way to support the show is our friend Cody over yeah, on Instagram at C-O-D-Y-S, Cody's underscore crystals. He's got crystals, gems, get a cool little... Uh, crystal for your girlfriend, your boyfriend. You got Halloween coming up, Christmas coming up, so it's a great uh, Thanksgiving crystal. Yeah, go get some Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving crystals. crystals. Yeah. I don't have a Thanksgiving yeah. crystal. So there Ed. you go. There you go. Thank you. If you don't have a Thanksgiving crystal, go visit. Cody. <laughs> How are you gonna give thanks yep. without, without the crystal? The crystal. Okay. Yep, exactly. So go visit Cody, and he'll get you hooked up at Cody's underscore crystals on Instagram. Also, you guys, Modern Retro Radio. Woo, Adis. Adis over at Modern Retro Radio. Okay, now modernretroradio.com, modernretrofm.com, or over over on the TuneIn app. So it's a 24-hour streaming radio station. Uh, they, they've got uh, classic songs by modern artists, a whole bunch of other cool stuff. I know Audi Modern does, like, songs radio by specials. classic artists. Both. Modern songs by classic artists. That's, that's, isn't that what I said? I don't know. Maybe. No, anyway. but anyways, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. So we know guys, what we mean. modernretroradio.com. Modernretroradio.com. Uh, also, go to truesilla.org forward slash shirts. Get yourself a nice Truesilla t-shirt. Um, I don't think any of us have any on tonight. I but, have oh, she has our new embroidery, new embroidery shirts. One. Coming soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. So we're going to build the anticipation for that. So, But if you want to get a first edition Truesilla shirt over at truesilla.org forward slash shirts. All right. All right, guys. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Truthzilla. I am Megan sitting here with my wonderful friends, Scott and Ed. Hello. We are so grateful to have our friend and fellow freedom fighter, Kevin Jenkins, back to give us an update about all of the amazing work that he's doing in the fight for medical freedom. Mm -hmm. Kevin is the founder and CEO of Urban Global Health Alliance and the founder and CMO of Freedom Travel Alliance. He is the producer of the film Medical Racism and is touring the country, inspiring millions of others. Kevin, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for being here. We're excited to talk to you. Well, yeah, you know, so you guys, you, can you hear me? You guys are family. Yes. Oh. And, yes. You know, I'm always open to talking to family and I follow all of you. I know what you're going through and I know the hard work that you're, you're doing and you know you're committed to just not freedom. You're committed to saving humanity. And I, yeah. I really value all of the hard work um, that you put into doing what you do. And it's very difficult in these cir- under these circumstances. You know, the whole world is upside down. But I believe the world is upside down, but I think there's, you know, some new energy happening, some new spirit happening. And I'm really, I'm encouraged, you know, I'm encouraged about what I'm seeing anyway. So it's, it's Well, I just want to jump in because I missed the last episode, which, which you guys all did together, which was amazing, by the way, you guys, I was, I, I had a great conversation, it, yeah, it was, yes. But I was, I was actually at home with, with COVID. So, uh. So that was that was my story. I had to miss out on on you and another doctor that I'm a big fan of as well. So, but uh, but I, you know, I was the one who kind of ran into you first because I saw you speak at the what was called the the vigil, uh, the vigil in Salem, Oregon, um, for all the kids and, and what they've gone through. And um, I was just blown away. That's where I also ran across uh, Doctor Henry Ely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was like, 
I was like, I, I mean, I left that event just so inspired. I feel like my whole paradigm changed on how I was looking at things. And, um, like, uh, just kind of like what you said, just that, that inspiration, um, that, um, before I was kind of, I, I could get real down knowing what's going on around me, but, but the, just the words that the, the two of you both spoke, but just like that we are in this thing, but this is, this is our turn in, in, in history to stand up against tyranny. This is, this is our chance. And I, I really do feel like all of us just were brought to this point and all of the experiences we've had brought us to this point to, to, to put our voices out there and to do whatever we can. Right. And, uh, and, and not only that, but uh, I've seen great opportunity that, 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 this, that we get to, to make this new world, right? And, and it's just, I mean, it, it, your words and just what you're doing with, with Freedom Airways and, and uh, the Urban Global Health Alliance, I just think I've left that event totally inspired. I feel like I'm still writing since July on, on that. I, I feel like our show kind of made a shift at that point. Um, so, so, you know, I, I guess at this point, I mean, I, it's an honor to talk to you, but also just like, what are you hearing on the road? What, like you've been traveling for years now at this point, like how is it on the road? What are people saying? Are people getting, getting up and, and riding on this, uh, you know, this, this, the new world that we're going to build? Well, I, I got to tell you, I've been blessed. This year has been an incredible year. Last year was phenomenal. I mean, just think about it. We created Urban Global Health Alliance a year and a half ago, and we're going in our second year. And you would think this institution has been around for several decades. And I think the reason why it is that way is because we put our hearts and our souls in building an institution with a strong institutional voice, with a strong institutional science. And we always knew that we wanted to change the culture of health in this country around you know, education, public policy, and advocacy. But as we started expanding our vision and developing that science, we realized that you know, humanity was under attack, you know, that the tyrannical monsters of our time you know, had put in place their greatest opportunity to take our freedoms away from us, you know, to rewrite the, our language of faith, you know, to trap us in fear, to actually eviscerate our ability that, you know, to be able to live and to love and to cherish and to understand, I mean, to embrace faith, family and truth. So I got to tell you something. I mean, when we started, we knew we were up against something huge because we were trying to fight for religious freedoms, medical freedoms, really to work with parents and power parents, like really look at urban marketplaces where I live at, black communities all around the country to get them to start working on looking at health from a different perspective, holistic health, looking at all of the public policies that have been in place that have trapped them, trapped them into medical hell, as I would say. And I gotta tell you something, my life has been changed, you know, since last year to this year. I've always been involved um, over my lifetime in building new communities through housing, looking at pu public policy that would create economic opportunity, looking at how we can create a better place for our kids to live, creating, um, you know, economic opportunities around education and healthcare. So, you know, I've always been doing this work. People always say, Kevin, how did you start? I was born to do it. Mm. I was given the greatest opportunity to do it. Everything was given to me. And I knew that I had a sacred responsibility to be able to fight for the people that are coming after me so they can live a life of freedom. So they can have hope, you know, so they can keep and find their God courage. So, you know, for me, these last two years, you know, I've been like an evangelist, you know, going all around the country saying, hey, it's time for us to fight back. It's time for us to find our real true voice. It's time for us to break away from the system that's, take, that's attempting to take our children away from us. 
you know, take our voices away, take our ability to control our own bodies. I don't think people understand this. This is very serious. You know, they're planning on wiping us out and making sure that now we can't have a faith anymore because they are our God. You know, so it was really something how I found myself in the middle of this storm. But then when I really think about it and I really sit down and pray on it, I was born to do this. I was born for this time. I was born for this season. I was born for this moment. I have no fear. I believe we're winning. I know we're winning. That's why they're moving so fast. And I think, you know, when God gives you, this is something I haven't said in a long time. But when God gives you the gift of articulation, that is the greatest gift that God can give you. And if you don't do anything with that articulation, that gift, that's a sin. Mm. And I believe that God has always given me the ability to think beyond where I live, think beyond what I see, understand the world differently in very complex ways. But he gave me the ability to articulate. And when he, he gives you that ability, he's given you that ability to speak for him. Yes. And I realized that, you know, so people say, Kevin, you speak so well. No, I am a vessel yes. for the truth. I'm a vessel for my children. I'm a vessel for my mother. I'm a vessel for my ancestors. And guess what? This is my season. Just like it was Martin season, Ida B. Wells season, Frederick Douglass season, Harriet Tubman season. This is my season, Martin Luther King season. This is my time to stand up against the tyranny that is in place right now to wipe out humanity. So for me, I'm in love with all of this. I love all of you. I love people. I cherish the opportunity to save humanity and working with you because we get we have to do it together. It's not about race. Right. It's not about you know class. It's about power and control. And they never thought, they thought they had us asleep. They thought we were so culture corrupt. They thought we were so lazy that we would have lost our God consciousness. And I think what you're seeing around the world now is people are connecting to their God consciousness, which gives them the ability to seek God's face for the right answer. And in seeking God's face for the right answer, they're now finding their God courage because the tyranny is at their door. The tyranny is in their homes. The tyranny is on their jobs. The tyranny is in their churches. So, you know, it's right now we have the opportunity, just like you were saying, to re have a rebirth, yeah. a renewal, and a recommitment to the truth. You know, that's where I'm at with this right now. You know, I've been thinking about this in a deep way. You know, this whole thing about how do we find love in each other enough to understand that we should value each other, protect each other, feed each other, educate each other, and break away from these systems of tyranny that we've allowed to take over our lives. One of the things that I think that they didn't count on with all of us, because we're talking about really evil people, really demonic people, it's power, it's control, it's uh, it's really, really a wicked level that these people are operating on. And I think often as people who are in touch with God, people who are spiritual, people who have relationship with God, we tend to, as human beings, we always project who we are onto other people, first and foremost, and especially those with clean hearts. That's what we do. That's just the nature of empathy. But what they can't do in reverse, they cannot possibly project or understand or comprehend that we come together under love, that we come together under a common goal, that we come together truly 
for the betterment of each other, for not just our own families, not just our own kids, but for our neighbors and our neighbors in the next town and our neighbors across the world. They can't comprehend that. And that's a big way that they lose ground in this fight against us because they cannot possibly project or understand that level of connectivity between spiritual beings because they don't have it within them. And I constantly think about how you said, you know, we don't have fear. And for there's been times in all this where I operated not in fear necessarily outwardly, but kind of in my mind or in my heart, like, okay, what am I going to do about with my kids in the next six months? What am I going to do when they're 15, eight, you know, and I have these worries, I'll say. Um, and then I just had it really impressed upon me, you know, God did not curse us with pain. He trusted us with it. He did not curse us with trial. He trusted it with us, with us because he knew that even when we were tried, even when we felt afraid or backed into corners, we would not deny his name. We would not speak lies. We would tell the truth. We would stand up and we would stand up for each other. That's why we were trusted with this. At this time, in this place, in this room, how we all are, you do what you do. And we were all brought to this moment by each circumstance in our lives. And it's not like as much as I would think, oh, I was just kind of thrown into this at the beginning of all the lockdowns. But really, when I think back, when you say about the articulation, all my life, people tell me, you have a big mouth, girl. You have a big mouth. You need to learn to keep your mouth shut, girl, little girl. They've said it to me my whole life until I felt that it was so like not womanly. I almost started to see it as not womanly to be able to speak up for myself that somehow it took away from my feminine qualities. And now I've realized that that was that powerful truth in me that they didn't want to develop. They didn't want to see it come to fruition. They didn't want to see me stand in my strength and in my truth because they knew that that had power. And when we all do it together, it's unstoppable. Well, I got to tell you, you are so you are so correct. You are. I mean, think about this, though. When I first started on this journey, you know, it, it, I, was, I was reacting to the environment because I saw so many parents hurting about what was happening to their children. But then look where we are now. It's like God has guided us back to the, the light. You know, we're all getting ready to like really fight this last battle for humanity. So he guided the chosen ones back to the light. We are the chosen ones. Every audience you go to, Every audience I speak to, I tell them, you are here because you are chosen. Yep. Don't ever forget that. You are here. You're doing what you're doing because you were chosen. Right. I'm doing because, what I'm doing because we were chosen. Yes. That's it. Set apart to do it. And yes. all of this negative negativity, we're now seeing that it's all about finding your God consciousness. Right. And once you found your God consciousness, you got aligned to the light. Now, when I started this, I was talking about the experimental biologic. I was talking about the tyranny of our time. I was talking about we need to stand up against it. But then I realized there's a powerful life force that's operating everywhere I went. I saw it happening. I saw the light bulb goes up going in people's eyes. I'm like, "Uh oh, something's happening. They're picking up on it. And then I started saying, you know what, I'm going to change up a little bit here. I'm going to go out on a little limb here and I'm going to say, you know what? This is about God. This is about faith. This is about family. And these tools that they're using, these evil tools that they're using, it's made by evil people. And if we come together as a powerful force, we'll beat them every day. So your podcast is a part of that. Think about this. We grew up watching media, mainstream media, thinking that they were a life force of truth. They never were. Now we know without certain that they are the devil. 
We grew up trusting government. Now we know without certain the government has abandoned us. We went into the churches and these religious cult, these cults, and we gave ourselves, we thought we were giving ourselves to God and listening to the word of God. We were listening to the words of charlatans because they close up their church to zoom in Jesus and then open up their church to take the devil's money. They are proxies of the government. They are proxies of the government. And just think of me as a black American man, right? Looking at black American elected officials, black American intellectuals, black American medical doctors. They all sold out their people. They are the modern day slave catchers of our time. And I think it is my duty, my duty to tell everybody in the world who they are and what they're doing to their people. Now they're even trying to rewrite the language of racism. It's not you're not a segregationist if you close up your you're not a segregationist if you ask me for my um, slave passport when I come into your. Yes, you are a segregationist. Yes, you are racist. Yes, you are a bigot. Wait a minute. When did that change? Because 60 years ago, I couldn't walk into a restaurant and eat because they said I was unclean. 60 years ago, I couldn't swim in a swimming pool with some of you because they said I was unclean. 60 years ago, I couldn't even go into your schools because they said I was unclean, not teachable. Just 60 years ago, I couldn't travel because they said I was unclean. I had to travel on side roads. We had to create a green book to get from one city to the next. But look what happened even in that experience. We created our own cottage industry, our own places where we can eat and live. So the world is ripe for a rebirth. Now we have the opportunity to do it better. But they never expected you and I to get together. That's it. Mm. Yep. That's, That's the right huge there. thing. They never, that human equation is very interesting. Never expected for us to get together. They never expected for me to travel around the country. Now I'm up, up to 60 cities and 30, what, 40 states now. Think about that. In a year and a half, I've traveled the whole country. And I was talking to everybody that didn't look like me mm -hmm. think about that the power of that yeah. the, the 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 connectivity that happened right. was just amazing was just amazing just every time i think about it every time i talk about it you know i just i'm like in awe mm -hmm. i'm in awe that even in all of this horror that we're seeing that i know at the end of the day that we're going to win mm -hmm. no I, I take that back that we are winning we are, mm -hmm. 100%. You know, we have a new tribe now. You know, yeah. I have a new tribe. Yeah. I'm not looking backwards. I'm looking forward. Yes. You know, I have a new tribe. All of you are my tribe. That's why when you called, I was like, oh, I'll do that. Yes. Oh, I, you yes. know, I'll do that for you yeah. guys. You know, I can be very cagey. I'll tell people, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, because you know what? I could feel it. You know, I'm not here to be a celebrity. I did not want to do this. I didn't know I was going to be doing this, but even though all my life I've stood up against tyranny, all my life I stood up against injustice, but I always realized that my job was to build something, create opportunity, you know, use my voice in a positive way, you know, try to change public policy, work within, work within the government, outside the government. But something in my life always allowed me to see things completely differently. Now, this is my time. And I'm going to, I told someone today and they were quite uncomfortable with it because, you know, people, you know, they don't like certain words because they're trained not to understand them. I am prepared to die on this hill. Yeah. Yes. 100%. And I, I think, uh, you know, a lot of what you've been saying, like, 
for me, one of the things I've really noticed, like, and it's almost, I look at it as, as a good thing because what they've done is they've forced us to open new doors, right? Because, because you know, those of us that have have those hills to die on or have drawn these lines, we're not gonna we're not gonna cross these lines. We've created new ways of doing things. I, I know in my my own life, you know, like my kids won't ever wear a mask, right? So, so what that's created is, you know. Um, my daughter's kindergartner, and we weren't going to send her to public school because of the mask rule and whatnot. And granted, there's been a whole bunch of what we've seen they're teaching in the public schools that we weren't really comfortable with anyways that we probably wouldn't have known if it wasn't for this major thing they're doing right now. So what happened is there's these teachers that are leaving the system because they won't take a vaccine or because they're not happy with what they're seeing at the schools and, and what they're teaching. They've left and they're going into the churches and they're setting up classrooms. And so, so here we have found a place for my daughter to go into a classroom where she gets to hug her teacher. And, uh, and she's getting a real education that she wouldn't have gotten before, you know? So, and I, I feel like that's happening all over the place. You just have to, like, trust God and, and have your lines. Know, know where those hills are, right? And, and mm. speak your voice. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. We oh, we froze again? Lost. Okay. Oh, Let's keep there going. we are. There it is. Keep going. Just keep going. Okay. okay. Let's just yeah. keep going. Let's just keep going. So, so I don't know where we left so, off. So but, Ed, you know. Ed, you were talking and you just finished up. So anyway, um, what I was going to say is like, Kevin, it, one of the coolest things has been like, you know, you share so much stuff with us like on Instagram and it's just cool to be able to like have that connection. You know, I bounced ideas past you and it's just like, it's cool to have that connection. Some of the stuff you've been sending me, like all the, all of your travels, like it's so amazing. I really appreciate it. But like some of the stuff like from New York city, tell us about what, what New York, what's going on in New York city right now. Well, New York city is absolutely on fire. I believe yeah. New York city is going to probably be the first place where we congregate a million people congregate um, in this next couple of months. I got to tell you when I first started um, talking in New York, it was a very small group of about 200 last week was 10,000. The other day it was 3,000. The other day it was 2,000. And it's consistent. One thing when you're fighting against tyranny, they're consistent. We have to be consistent. But mm. let me tell you what we have to be very mindful of. Group dynamics are very, very interesting, you know, and we have to always find enough commonality so we won't let our personalities get in the way. And I think what we're seeing now is a ah. Oh, no. Darn. Hey, guys, so we had some connectivity issues, so we had to reconnect with Kevin just over his phone. So the rest of the interview is just going to be over the phone. Hello. 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 There we yes. are. Okay. Right. So we left off at my um, my Instagram of what was happening around the country. Yeah, New, New York. York. New York. Like, so we were just getting into New York. Oh, yes. Well, New York is electrifying right now. I mean, I, I got to tell you something. I'm so excited about New York. Um, I think New York is going to be the first city where we rise up with a million people that's going to translate around the country. Um, I believe that I saw that in Delaware the other day um, when I was speaking right down the street from Joe Biden's, you know, um, house on the beach. Um, there were about 300 um, people in an event. The um, Delaware Medical Freedom people gave an event, a phenomenal event. Um, I was there with Mary Holland from CHD. I was there with a, a number of great human beings that are doing some great work in media and um, journalism. And we had this big panel discussion. But something magical happened in that audience where, you know, they were asked how many new people are in the room that's never been to their meeting. And guess what? Half of the room raised their hand. Wow. So that was magical. Yeah, that's incredible. You know, I'm seeing that. Sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
No, no, no. I'm saying that's great. See, when I see that, I'm like, okay, everybody's waking up. Everybody's paying attention. Last year when we were saying, you know, they're going to track and trace us. They're going to force mandatory experimental biologics on us. They're going to come after our children. They're going to create a one world currency, you know, a social credit system where they can control your money, control your life, control your movement. We were telling them that, listen, last year we said they were going to plan this food shortage so they can keep us trapped in fear. When we said that the, the experimental biologic was 99, um, 99.9% of the people, I shouldn't say experimental biologic, but 99.9% of the people recover from COVID. When we started telling them that the protocols in the hospital were the things that were the very things that were killing people from Denzavir, you know, mm-hmm. all of this stuff we said last year, everything we said last year came true this year. So the conspiracy narrative went out the window, you know, because now, you know, the greatest conspiracy to me is ignorance. So now they're coming back and they're saying, OK, you know what? We're just going to wipe you out. We're going to take your kids from five to 11, two to 11. And we're just going to kill all of your children. Mm-hmm. And now people are saying, oh, hell no, yeah. not my kids. You won't. Hell no. I'm not going to take the experimental biologic. Hell no, I'm going to fight for um, my freedom. I'm going to fight for my faith. I'm going to fight for my family. Hell no, you know what? We're going to start building a new world for ourselves. That's why we created Freedom Travel Alliance. That's why I had 800 pounds of beef delivered to my house from Trent Luce. You know, I mean, think about that. We're not waiting to die. We're waiting to build a new life for ourselves. Mm -hmm. 100%. 100%. And that's where we are. That's awesome. You know, one of the things that we've been seeing a lot. Touch, and, uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I want to touch, I want to, before I lose my chain of thought, I want to touch a base on education because you were talking about your, your totally. kids. You know, just yep. the other day, um, Mark Crispin Miller and another phenomenal um, professor out of New York did a webinar on Freedom Travel Alliance about critical thinking. Do you know how many people, it was so many people signing up for that particular class. So, you know, that got us thinking, you know what? We're going to do these educational webinars to really start retraining, you know, people how to think, retraining people how to educate their kids, retraining people how to create pods, retraining teachers to create their own ecosystem around education. So, you know, we're fighting on one hand, but we're building on the other. Yep. Yes. 100%. That's amazing. Yeah. You'll have to send us uh, information about that so we can get that to our listeners. We'll put it like in the show notes. I would definitely do that. I would definitely do that. Absolutely. I'll follow up with you on that. Um, So, yeah. yeah, do that. Along the lines of uh, like the New York thing, like some of the things that we've been seeing in our circles, you know, some of the news outlets that I pay attention to, but definitely not on the mainstream news, is that uh, the whole in- instance going on in New York with uh, Kyrie Irving, I think his name is, uh, refusing yeah. the, the the mandates, and then everybody just showing up in support. And doesn't matter what your background is, you know, <laughs> videos of people hugging each other. And I think, okay, no, I saw one video. That was one thing. One thing was... Uh, Video came through was just a bunch of people hugging, walking around hugging each other, and then I think you were the person that was on the stage. Am I? Is that right? Yeah. What I what what I'm what I'm doing now, you know, I normally end up my my conversations because I don't call them speeches, conversations mm-hmm. with Americans, conversations with individuals of you know all nationalities because it's about unifying as a race, not unifying unifying as a people, not unifying based on your color. Mm-hmm. So what I'm doing is I'm trying to get people to connect. See, when you connect and you hug each other, right, that means that you love each other. And if you love each other, that means you will protect each other. And if you protect each other, you will have a deeper understanding of who you are as human beings. And when you do all of that, you connect to something greater than yourself. And that's what we've gotten away from. You will hear me talk about this until I'm off the planet, because I know connectedness 
brings a truth to what we're, we're, we're about as human beings. So, you know, I talk about the God consciousness. I talk about finding God courage, courage. I talk about seeking God's face. So I get them to do not just hug, but I get them to hold hands down and look at each other directly in the face and say, I love you. Yes. You know what that triggers? You know what that triggers in a person to look at a human being that you don't know and you're holding hands and you're saying, I love you. I value you. I love you. I love your children. I love what you're going through. We're going to be in this together. We're going to fight against this tyranny and we're going to win. So every time I get off the stage, I have them hug each other. And I've been doing this for the last six months. And there's a connectivity that happens. It's a connectivity. But then I do this. I tell them to inhale God and then exhale fear. Mm. And then I keep them. I have them stay in place for a couple of seconds because when you come to these rallies, and you come to these, and hear these conversations, sometimes you're not present. Sometimes you still might be trapped in fear. Sometimes you might have gotten a letter saying that if you don't take this experimental biologic, you're gonna lose your job. Sometimes people might have food insecurities. Sometimes people might not have anybody to love them because they're alone, because their family has bought this big con job that if they take the experimental biologic, they're healthier than the next person, right? So you don't know where these people are in their minds. You don't know what they're going through at home. You don't know what they're going through with their children. So fear is still there. So if you fear something, you need to inhale something. That means breathing in God and exhaling fear. So every time you feel fear, see God's face through breathing in, inhaling God, and then exhaling the negative, which is fear. And you see the light go off in their faces. You see the smiles come back to their faces. You see the joy come back to their faces. And so I realized that on my long journey, you know, on my pilgrimage around the country, I realized that I needed to bring something different to the table. I needed to get them to find their God courage. I needed to get them to dial into something deeper. I need to get them to show each other love because if you lose your job, we should all be feeding you. If your kids are out of school, we should be finding ways to educate your kids. And there's a lot of broken families now. I mean, imagine families of people that have been together for 30 and 40 years are not speaking to each other because of an experimental biologic. What in the hell is going on? What are these people thinking about? And then for you to pass judgment on someone because they don't want to take an experimental biologic, that is absolutely killing people, absolutely harming people absolutely going to destroy our DNA, actually going to destroy the future of our children. What in the hell is going on? And that is what I do every stage I've been in. From Montana to Nebraska to Alabama to New York to Texas to Delaware to California. I mean, I've been all over this planet. Oregon. All over this country. And my job, I think my mission and my focus is to talk about the tyranny, but talk about why and what and how we can come together to win, but to, all, and, but to also create that rebirth. One of the things I learned um, by talking to my dear friend Trent, um, one day we had an emotional day. You know, cause There were a lot of emotional days on the tour because we became a family too. And Trent was giving this speech, and as he was giving this speech, this beautiful rainbow on this ranch like with the arc over his head. And he said, do you know what the rainbow represents? And I'm sitting there 
And I'm like, okay, he's going somewhere with this. The rainbow symbol, God said that the rainbow was, I'm going to say this right. God said the rainbow represented the fact that he would never destroy the earth again. Hmm. He would never destroy the earth again. And I was like, whoa, okay. All right. I get that. So now I think of that rainbow all the time. So now it is our sacred responsibility to not let them destroy the earth again. He said he's not, but we're allowing these tyrants, these evil people to strip us of our humanity, strip us of our voice, strip us of our hope, strip us of our love, strip us of our courage. I mean, we have to stand up for God. And I know, and people say, well, God, I said, God is not in the sky managing this. He gave us the will and freedom to fight for ourselves. We don't need to be empowered. We have the power. Mm. We have to break away from this dream spell, this illusion that we believe that other people should control our politics. Other people should control our government. Other people should control our food distribution. What in the hell is going on? Yeah. So that's where I'm at with that. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, and yeah, of course, and then they see, you see the uh, Black Lives Matter and Trump supporters all rallying, right? Like while marching across the Brooklyn Bridge or whatnot. Like, that's just like, ah, that's what, that, like what, that's what you said. Like they, they, uh, this is what they didn't count on. They didn't count on the fact that we would see the humanity in each other and come together. You know what I mean? And they wouldn't, they didn't count on the fact that despite all of their mind control and all of their hatred and the rhetoric to divide, like we would still break through. Like that's how powerful the truth is. That's how powerful our spirits are. That's how powerful our determination is, is that it breaks through all that stuff. And because they're doing a great job, they're doing a great job. I have to admit, but we are, uh, we're doing even better. We're doing even better. Well, the truth is, yeah, you're, you're right about that. Yep. Without all of this happening, and I think this really does kind of go back. I mean, I always say from my perspective, from what, what I feel in my heart, from what I see, this is all spiritual warfare. And I think that this, all of this, and we can look back through history and now we can see through a very wide lens at all of these things that they've been doing. And every day I, I tell you, I must learn something new that they've done to us and that they've done to humanity. But now we're awake. I think that this particular instance that, that they started with the two weeks to flatten the curve, um, has really been, I, in my mind, I always picture like God's throwing his net. Like he, there are so many people and myself included who, um, you know, aware of God's presence, you know, uh, uh, I would say I was always a Jesus girl, but I wasn't really a connected Jesus girl. And now I know why I have this loud voice and why I can articulate some of these things that aren't popular to say. But the truth of the matter is this whole casting of the net that he's done, it's people who and for and all intents and purposes, weren't even um, really people who would call themselves spiritual. I think we've all found ourselves seeing that this is something beyond humanity. This is something behind the veil that we're getting this glimpse of. And what this diabolical force is doing is keeping us away from each other. Like that was the whole six feet. You know, I'm sure you remember all of the, the safe sex practices they were trying to put out. Um, all of these ways to keep us apart. We can't talk to each other. We're not supposed to hug each other. I've seen photographs of children wrapped in plastic like garbage bags head to toe and duct taped around the ankles and then hugging grandparents. This is a perversion of our sovereign humanity, how we were created to interact, how we were created to grow, how we were created to love and to nourish one another with the presence and the power of our connectivity. And so when you say that we tell people, yeah, 
we hug each other. When people see us doing that, when they come to these conversations and they see that other people are hugging, it like I say this all the time, when you see somebody standing in courage, when you see somebody stepping across that boundary that they put down in the sand for us saying, this is where your fear is, this is where all it is, and we step very, very seamlessly right across that boundary they put for us, other people who are waking from the slumber, other people, like you mentioned, who are cut off from family, 30, 40 year, you know, relationships, you know, at odds or ended over all of this, um, it encourages those people who need to be brought underneath this net that's been cast. All mm-hmm. of us can yeah. stand up. You know, people's bravery, it encourages other people to be courageous. There is huge power in that. They can erase our accounts. They can take our Instagrams down. And it doesn't matter because all they have are lies and talk and deceit. All they have is the enemy. And we are speaking the truth. People are seeing the connection. People are seeing love, actual love being played out in their lives. They're experiencing it. And that is the truth of agape love. And so this whole, this whole plan that they had to ruin and take us away from each other, it really only brought us so, so, so much closer. And you mentioned before, like this path that we're on, all that I can see is this narrow path and it might be rough. Like I see even ahead of me, I see, okay, that's going to be a little bit of a train wreck. That's kind of a bump in the road. That part hasn't been paved well, but I can definitely see the finish line and it's victory. Mm. There is no question. There is no doubt in my spirit, my soul, my mind, or my heart, every single bit of everything any one of us does Anybody listening to this, every little conversation we have, every time we stand up for our kids, every time that we say no, every time that we do the mama bear thing, every time we do the daddy bear thing, every time we say something that's not uncomfortable, and I feel like this too, that's the test, right? That's the test God gives us. It's when we're not comfortable doing it, but we know it's the right thing. It's when maybe it's like the whole thing with Job. Like, I'm not going to go over there and help these people. I don't want to do this. That's not Mm -hmm. what I want to do, but it was for... Mm -hmm so many more such a bigger purpose and so i think that's how we can tell when we're being tested with something is when we know it's the right thing but it's hard it's hard for it's our ego it's our pride it's fear of embarrassment it's fear of ridicule it's all of these things that we can later under this blanket but when we do it we elevate we elevate immediately and it's like you say we have a direct line to creator we are directly connected to the light and we are the light of this world we need to keep it shining all of us shining like this is what brings hope mm. That's right. No, you're absolutely correct. And I got to tell you, it is the most beautiful thing. It's something beautiful happening on the planet. There's something beautiful happening in my life. And, you know, I, I tell you, I don't look at people the same. I, I've always been a kind person. I mean, I'm not someone that's mean. I'm very intuitive. You know, I understand, you know, what I'm seeing and what I'm looking at. And, you know, I love history. And I know all of the things that have happened on this planet that have taken us away from the trueness of being one. You know, we've seen World War One, we've seen World War Two, we've seen exploitation, experimentation. We understand what the big pharma is doing. We understand big pharma is no different, you know, than big tobacco. But the difference is they've all now captured every agency, captured every government, right? Captured every educational institution, captured every activist, so-called activist institution and guess what we don't need them anymore right. they never were for us anyway we need to step away we need to divest from tyranny that's what we need to do and we need to stop going and looking for them to come to their senses they're not going to come to their senses because they've been captured by the evil one yes and we have to understand that stop looking for your government to help you they have abandoned you we are the government 
Stop yes. looking for your medical doctor to tell you the truth. They don't work for your health. They work for your death. Stop going to educators and saying, oh, we need to have a roundtable discussion about how we break the log jam of, you know, this this misinformation. There is no damn misinformation. We got the right information, and they've been selling us garbage as hope for the last century, the last decade, the last year, the last week, and the last day. Stop looking for them. Stop looking to them. They've told us what they were going to do to us. They said what they were going to do to our children. Now they're they're trying to starve us. That's right. So why are we still trying to look for them? We are, listen, I told a group the other day in Delaware, we are just as corrupt as our enemy. Because if we weren't, we'd have never have allowed this to happen. Mm. We are just as culture corrupt as our enemy. If we weren't, we would have never allowed this to happen. The fake entertainment class, the fake elected, all of these people have been captured. So we have to fight for our dear lives to take back what's ours. We should have never given it to them in the first place. And I'm glad to see that we're all God-centered on this call because, see, that's where you find that that mustard seed of faith that you need. When I see preachers talking now, I say, turn off the TV. They don't believe in God. They don't believe in Jesus. They have no faith. They're manufactured. They work for the government. They work for the devil. Turn off your TV and walk out those churches. If they closed up, they didn't believe in God. If they closed up, they didn't believe in Jesus. If they closed up, they were selling fear all along. Yes. So are you kidding me? I'm at that point now. You better not come talking to me about that nonsense. Because I grew up in it. I'm an insider. I know what this is about. I know what both parties are doing. Someone said to me today, one of my young nephews who I adore, he's, he's tough. He's a brilliant kid. He says, you know, Kev, black Americans have a sadistic relationship with the Democratic Party. I said, what? Mm. I said, that is profound. Sadistic. Black Americans are directly responsible for the horror that they see in their communities right now, for their failing schools right now, for the brokenness in their community. Because we, what, create a sadistic relationship with a group of people that only needed us to do what? help them to build their wealth and help them to build their power. So black Americans cannot run around this country talking about race when they gave 95% of their fucking, excuse me, their vote to a segregationist. To a segregationist. They keep buying into a system that wants them to stay a victim class, wants them to stay, uh, say, a bottom class. And all of this mumble jumble about racism and, you know, what are you talking about? The number one thing that black Americans should be up in arms about is what? Their bodies being commoditized. Mm. Their bodies being profit centered. Their children being chronically ill. Every black American in this country, majority of them, are chronically ill. Our kids chronically ill. Our kids no future because we're always looking backwards as opposed to looking forward. Mm. So when I hear black people out here talking about Oh, well, you know, race. No, 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 no. You had a president for eight years and never even had a come, had a, it came to you to have a conversation with you. The best thing he did is show me they could sing Al Green. Are you kidding me? Hmm. So, no, no, I'm going to be the truth seeker. Be, I'm, I'm going to die on this hill. I'm prepared for this. And I'm never going to allow a, not one black American to stand in the public square and talk about critical race theory talking about the reason why our communities the way they are is because there's some white man at the gate that's stopping us from pursuing greatness. Because if that was the case, coming out of the 1800s during Reconstruction, 
We built the ecosystem of power. We built the ecosystem of wealth. We built the ecosystem of education. We built the ecosystem of faith and love. And we abandoned it to cut the deal with the devil. Are you kidding me? Turn off your TVs and stop listening to those modern day slave catchers. Mm. I'm telling you, it's outrageous for us to be having that conversation in the 21st century. Our schools are just as segregated. We have triple, double, triple unemployment. Our infrastructure and our cities are falling apart. Our elected officials, first of all, let me just say this. Majority of the black elected officials in this country, their job is to sell us garbage as hope. They are the best employees of the Corporation of White Supremacy. They're the best. They get up every day to usurp power from their people and give to another group. And that's why I'm, I think I'm in the middle of this conversation right now in my life. Because I'm going to translate it deeper than what people think I'm going to do. I'm going to go right into the core of what the issue is. And we all have to go home and look at ourselves in the mirror and see and admit that we were all culpable. No doubt about Modern that. day slave catchers. <clears throat> and then that's just so much of what I love about your message and what you do is it's just all about, you know, well, you said, uh, empower like so it's a, to me it's like a message of empowerment but you said it's not what did you say it's not it's not about empower oh because we already have the power no, so it's it's no, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's awakening the power in the in right, everybody you know? right it's like awakening the lions stop. that are sleeping yeah, yeah. so yeah, i have right. a question we have for to you stop Kevin. using their language i'm sorry go ahead buddy hmm? no i have a question now you know um i it's, it's been so great meeting so many amazing people that have like really gotten their voices and connecting with people and like making all these connections. But I like in my life, there's also a lot of people that I really love that have bought this lie a bit that have taken this experimental biologic. My parents, uh, you know, people really close to me that um, I think they even see through the veil a little bit, but they have done it for maybe to be able to travel maybe uh maybe to keep that job and these things and they they don't have the courage and we look through history you know i mean everybody says that they wouldn't have uh gone along with slavery right but like most people did mm. like i i think that here we are what, what would you say you know like i mean i i'm feeding podcasts to these people i'm i'm, I'm giving them books to read i'm constantly feeding them information from the other side but um ordering them ivermectin right? yeah certainly <laughs> I, i'm doing whatever i can to to educate them but i'm not giving up on people right like i well, i let me made just these say new connections up. that i love and these are my people but i still have these old people that I'm, I'm not gonna i don't want them to go off the cliff right so um and i think our hearts have kind of shifted some too like there was yeah. a point where it, when we started this thing we we're like well if you don't get it now then you're never gonna get it and we're like whatever but at this point where it's kind of like well i still i still want to be welcoming these people I still want to welcome them in when, when, because people are seeing that everybody knows someone who's been injured by this thing by now, right? Because we don't so. want to be part of the divide. And even like as much because I, I can admit to being like so self righteous about this. Like, we're not doing this. If you can't see this, we're not going to have, you know, like early on, I was thinking, you know, well, we're just not going to have interactions with these people. I have no problem letting people go. And as time's gone on, I feel like that my, the posture of my heart has grown and has shifted to understand that there's a reason why that we're the light. And it's not just to shine people the light who see light. The whole reason why we shine light is for people trapped in the dark and no matter what they've done love doesn't stop at oh your decision didn't agree with my decision so therefore my love or my community or my fellowship ends with that decision that you made that is the point of showing love is that we actually in the flesh 
demonstrate it, that we actually live it out in our lives, that we actually do have open arms for, in particular right now, we're talking about this medical apartheid that we're all experiencing. This are, these are, you know, my oldest daughter, she's getting ready to have my first grandbaby in January, mm-hmm. but uh, the her husband's family, a lot of them have taken this vaccine, and when we were planning to do a, a gender reveal, there was this whole conversation that was happening between my daughter and her husband about whether or not he felt comfortable inviting his family into my home because he knows that we don't do the vaccine thing at all he knows what i do we're all aware of what this all is in my household but his family's not and they'd all been taking these vaccines have been taking them recently and he was concerned you know do we want to mix everybody up what about the shed what you know there's all these questions people have and I, and my first instinct was yeah, I don't want everybody at my house, everyone who's just taken all these vaccines around my kids, you know, like, let's go to a park, let's do something else. And I had to completely like, open my heart to a different dialogue. I have to be willing beyond me because this is none of this is about me. I have to be willing and able to be shaped and pushed beyond my humanity into my actual spirituality, into my actual who I'm appointed to be and say, that is not going to be our situation. That is not going to be the story of our family. We are going to do things, all of us together, regardless, because this is family, this is family, this is family. That's how that works. And when my children can see me stand up behind this, my, actually I have three children in the next room because we were running uh, running in here at the last minute and they're hearing all of this but when I can stand up and say this is why we believe what we believe this is why we do what we do this is why mom has these rules this is why we are not in school anymore these are the things that these are the hills that we die on but they also see that same mom saying but we love everybody regardless regardless of a b c who they choose to love how they choose to live what biologic they chose to take or not our home is open to people who we love, to family, to fellowship, and to people most especially who don't align and agree with every single thing that we have to say. That's where the fight is. And yeah. we're winning it. Well, and listen, we're winning it. Well, listen, I, I think the reason why you're able to do that is because you are, you know, you are connected to something greater than yourself. Your God consciousness is intact. But I have to say, but you do have to understand this, too. There are some people that are going to always walk into the light and there's some people that aren't. Yes. And, you know, you're just a special person and all of you are. And I'm quite sure you will never do anything to, to hurt your family or hurt your children. You know, but I, I have to say this, you know, I have people that I love, I adore, you know, and if they did take the experimental biologic, I never asked them anyway. But some of those people can be very dangerous, too. Yes. Because some of those people that we're showing love to are very self-righteous also. And they actually believe taking a, an experimental biologic gives them some badge of health. And they will go, those very people too will turn on us and they will accept the, um, the, the slave passport. They will, set, they will accept the restrictions on our lives because we believe in our immune system, our inalienable right, yep. our right to breathe and love and to worship and be with family. So I'm very cautious. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm showing you love. I'm there for you. But I'm watching your side eye too. Because I agree I'm with saying you on to myself, that. who in the hell, who in the hell takes their body and turns them over to Fauci and the NIH <laughs> and the FDA? And I mean, who in the hell does that? I mean, whatever happened to common sense and critical thinking? This there's never been a mass there's never been a mass inoculation program that's ever been successful in the history of mankind. We've been having this discussion about vaccines for centuries. Yes, yes, yes. 
I mean, so, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, I get it. I mean, I love everyone. I'm yeah. never going to ch- judge you. I'm never. But if somebody tells me I can't come into a place because I'm, my immune system is strong and I'm healthy, well, guess what? They're my enemy. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. If I yeah. see people creating fake passports to get in sports events, well, guess what? They're modern-day slave catchers and they're buying into the slave system. Mm-hmm. I got to yeah. protect my children. I have to protect my relationship. I have to protect my wife. I have to protect my family. So guess what? I am still like being very cautious on how I deal with people like that because they turn their bodies over to these people. Mm-hmm. When the, if somebody told me to take an experimental biologic that doesn't stop transmission, that's never been tested, and I am to be the guinea pig, and now all of these people that are taking this experimental biologic are dying. Yes. Yeah. They are sick, and the ones that are sick are not going to tell you because they are shamed. Yeah. So, guys, there's a flip side to that. Absolutely. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm a um, Old Testament Christian. <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree with you fully, yeah. and that kind of comes. That's just the discernment too of just dealing with individuals in general. Like people can be, especially those of us that are connected to something greater than ourselves. There is always that warfare that's going on, and it doesn't have to be on this issue. You always have to be, like you say, you always have to side eye who you allow into your circle at all in so many different ways. And you're absolutely right. Well, on- well okay, but check this out. But check this out. Okay, so yesterday the FDA says, "Are we going to experiment on your kids? We always wanted them anyway. We're going to mm-hmm. wipe out your next four generations and guess what we're going to kill all your seniors and you know of course you all are going to die and you know you're going to the hospitals we changed the protocol now we're giving you redemzivir and then we'll put you to sleep and then we'll intubate you and you're going to die and then when you're in the hospital we're not going to allow you to see your parents because guess what we're going to use the faulty you know prc test which is the 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 brick or the foundation that they use to trap us into this fear and majority of it was what you know uh what, what is the um False, false positives. positives. The, crea- the creator says it shouldn't be used that way, but they use it. The mm-hmm. mRNA, the creator says it should be used, but they use it. Oh, by the way, COVID, you know, 99.9% recoverable rate. Oh, kids, guess what? Kids don't get sick. Kids got the best immune systems in the world. What are we talking about here? So right. anybody tells me it's all right to, uh, uh, to uh, shoot an experimental biologic in a child, anybody that tells me it's all right to lock a grandparent and a mother in a house and a father in a house, so they won't see their kids and then to train them to wear masks and to train them to be afraid of healthy people and to say you cannot travel to say you cannot. Or what are we talking about here? Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm keeping my eyes on them, too. I want I want everybody at home to know I'm keeping my eyes on you, too. Now, I no. haven't ran into that. I haven't ran into that because, you know, no, I think people might be fearful to do that to me. But I see people every day cry in front of me. I see people bawling in front of me. I see people biting their bottom lip. I see people looking for a new tribe, looking for new love and looking for new relationships. And I dare anyone tell another human being, you're not wanted because they said you're unclean. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, this is a battle for our souls. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm keeping my eyes wide open. I'm side on everybody. <laughs> Because I have to. I have no choice. Absolutely. You know, and that doesn't make you less Christian. That doesn't make you less a humanitarian. You're not showing people disdain. You're not showing people hatred. You have love in your heart. God knows your heart because God is a spirit. So the spirit is in you. The spirit is not in the sky. The spirit is not in the church. The spirit is not in another person. The spirit of God is in you. 
So those people are disconnected from that spirit of God in them. That's why they turn their bodies over. That's why they're turning their children over. That's why they're living in masks. Stop wearing masks of shame. No, keep your eyes open, young lady. Keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open. Be prayerful. Use your discernment. Watch that. Because if I put something in my body that might transmit to you, and then I get sick, right? Well, what the hell is that? Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm a little bit, you know, people always say, but Kevin, you could be a little tight on that. I said, I lived a long time. I've seen stuff. I've been around this world. I've been around this country. Look what's happening in Africa. Look what's happening in Italy. What's, what's, look, they have been practicing this sadistic um, uh, um, plan for over a century. And this new generation, that's why they're allowing it to have it, um, happen in Israel, because they did forgot. Black Americans, that's why you have black American athletes, somebody just take the jab. Black American actors, somebody just take the jab. Black American educators, like, oh my God, just take the jab. They are modern day slave catchers. They are war criminals. Yes. You, got, you guys have me hot today. You better get me off this show because they might not <laughs> listen to you yeah, guys. I sure, like, I sure like the temperature no. of the fire, though. It's yeah. awesome. It's awesome. Well, Kevin, I know you got so a you lot gotta that understand, you're... But you, no, but you got to understand that. You have to get that in your heart. It is not unchristian to stand up for your rights, your human rights, and to stand up against the devil. Yes, the devil sir. is in, the devil is present. Now, I'll give you an example. What did Jesus say? Jesus said, I have no mother. I have no father. I have one father. That is God, my mm -hmm. father. Jesus even had to make a decision about his mother and his brother. He loved him, but he had a job to do. Yes. You Good know, point. you got to find out God courage is deep. God courage is very painful. Martin Luther King was told, wait a minute. You just go to school, be a good preacher, and come back here and preach at this church. He said, no, I got something greater to do. I'm ordained to do something greater. Malcolm X come from the Garvey. His families were Garvey. They knew about black pride. They knew about black wealth. They knew about black education. He went through his dark moment. God brought him out to the light. There's never been one happy prophet on the planet Earth. I want everybody to know, prophets aren't happy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even Jesus said on the cross, God, why have you forsaken me? This is too much for me. Yeah. So when I see a grandmother cry, when I see a child cry, when I see a woman in stress, when I see a woman saying that she has to be, she, she's a, 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 um, a, a medical refugee because she has to move from city to city, to state to state, to town to town to protect their children. And when they call them anti-vaxxer, that's the equivalent of calling me the N-word. Mm. It's a derogatory term. And we should stop leading, well, I'm not anti-vax. What the hell is that? You don't need to yeah. qualify your right for body sovereignty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a frustrating so, thing. Yeah, it's like, well, I'm not anti-vax. We need but, to but, stop. But, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not anti-vax. What are you talking about? It's a derogatory term. You should never accept it. You should never have to explain your way out of it. You yeah. know why they do that? Because they want to let people know, well, I'm with you. I'm with you. I might agree with them. No, 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 no. When you say that to me, I'm, I'm walking out the door. Because wow. yeah. you don't even know what vaccines are. So why are you mm -hmm. saying not anti vaccine? Okay, explain to me how vaccines work. No, I'm so oh, okay. glad you made that point. I've, I've, it's always bothered me when I hear people <laughs> clarify that. Like, that, oh, I'm not anti vax, but it's, it's always, and I mean, we've, we've oh, talked about it's that a bit. It's a sickness thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and know, I think it, 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 it does come thing. down to that being that being it's like you know that that it's the, the riding the fence. I don't want to be rejected from either side. I'm just going to ride this fence. And we know. And if you want to take it back to Jesus, didn't ride any fences. This, it, no, it, it, and you, it, know, it, and you it, know all of these people. You know all of these people fascinate me. When you know, I don't know if you were growing up. I always grew up around people. They could quote the Bible in 15.5 seconds. And now I laugh at them when they do that. I said, "You don't believe in the Bible." You don't believe in the word of God, because if you did, you wouldn't have that much time to quote the scripture because <laughs> you'd be doing God's work. That's funny. You know what That's I mean? You'd be doing God's work, right? Think about it. Like you, yeah, now all totally. of those ministers that closed their churches, right? Oh, now they're back to talking about Jesus, the power of God. We have to seek God's. Oh, man, close up that church. So, look, stop falling in love with religion and start falling in love with God. Yes. There you go. Absolutely. Man. Oof. Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, Kevin, man, <laughs> I'm sorry we had so much connectivity issues here. That's frustrating. But but I know no, you got you so much. The devil didn't get in the, you, but, but, but you see the devil didn't get in the way, right? Yeah, no, nope. exactly. The That's devil's right. getting in the way. But we, we persevered. Now, I know you're doing a lot of big things out there. And I know that we have a lot of listeners that we had, we got a lot of great feedback after the, for your first appearance. So I really want to give a shout out to the Truezilla Mind Militia. I want you guys to go support Kevin in his endeavors because he's traveling around the country, man. And he's, he's doing the deal. So I want everybody to go support Kevin. So, Kevin, how can the listeners support you and all your endeavors? I want you to do two things. I want you to go on to Urban Global Health Alliance page and become a a partner of ours and please donate to us because we always need, you know, find out your donations. And I want you to go on Freedom Travel Alliance where we have now divested from, you know, tyranny. We have built this company, this travel company. We just did one of our first charters from Ghana um, to Florida. Nice. We just did another one from Ireland to Mexico. Um, and now we're looking to do a major investment push to buy two to three planes that we're working on right now. And we need people to join us as members. See, people like, they'd like to hear us talk, right? But they need to invest in their own future. So investing in Urban Global um, Health Alliance and investing in Freedom Travel Alliance shows the world that we're going to take ownership of our life, take ownership of our square, take ownership of our world. You know, so I always tell people, how much are those shoes you got on your feet? Oh, they're $300. I said, you know what? Those shoes are not going to save your life. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But how we buy our food in the future is going to save our life. How are we going to educate our kids are going to save our future. How are we going to become healthier? You know, it, we need to be investing in that. So in, what better way to stop us from travel or stop us from communicating is to stop us from traveling. And when I hear people say, I took it so I can travel. So I asked mm-hmm. them, I said, let me ask you a question. How many countries have you been in thus far? Well, I go on vacation once a year. So you risk your life. To go on vacation once. <laughs> come on. Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Such a cop come out. On, oh. Come on. Uh. Come on. Come on. So you're going to kill yourself to get on a plane to go where? Oh, you're going to show a slave passport to go into a venue and buy into a slave system. I mean, what kind of person are you? Mm-hmm. What kind of people know. are you? I don't even think they know. It's that old well, adage. I don't, like, you I'm know. Not, I don't let them. Be, I, I, I don't let them be comfortable. If you take your slave passport and go in a restaurant and eat, you're a bigot and a racist and a segregationist. If you get on a plane and show your, your slave passport, the same thing goes for you. Yeah. So you don't get a buy. Nobody gets a buy. Call them what they are. We have to call these people what they are. I'm not here to make you feel comfortable. I'm here to tell you the truth. Ooh, so join us man. at Urban Global Health Alliance. 
you know, join us there and please become a member of Freedom Travel Alliance. They attacked our website the other day. They've been attacking wow. us from day one because they're saying, wait a minute, these people are not mired in fear. They're fighting us, but they're building a future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Build back better. That doesn't that sound really, build back better. Who comes <laughs> up with this better. nonsense? Yep. Yep. Well, that's what they wanted to do. Build that's what their, their whole plan back. was, to take our future and to take our hope away. And God tells well, us we're that warriors. his plan yeah. for us is to give us a hope and to give us a future and to prosper us, not to harm us, and that we are not to live in fear. That's right. And listen, I wanted you to do me a favor. I love that baseball hat you got on it. Anything you have with your logo on it, you send it to me. I'm going to wear it. I'm a medium. Okay. I'm wearing it. All right. You got, you got it, Kevin. one coming for yep, sure. Yep, yep. We'll get you all hooked up. So awesome. And Fantastic. I'll send you my address and you'll send okay. it. Awesome. You know, I love you, you guys. It. I love to. You got me warmed up today. I was, in, I was feeling you... really, really edgy all day today. Kevin. I was just you... a little tired. Oh, awesome. That's yeah. so invigorating to hear. Hey, tell you what, go to our shirt shop because we have custom t-shirts as well. I think you might appreciate them. It's truthzilla.org forward slash shirts. And then uh, let us know which design you want. We'll get it sent to you. Well, send it to me so I can do it and I then will. I'll, I'll, I'll will. take care of it. Okay. I, will, I, will. I love I'm you gonna, guys. I'm going mean, you know? to send him something embroidered. Actually. Okay, and then we'll do some. We just started ones. working with an amazing embroidery uh, yeah. uh, company here in town, and she does beautiful work. So I'll get, I'm going to have something we'll, come we'll out get, of there. We'll get for that you. too. But but yeah, take a look at our website and let us know if you, any of those. Appeal. What time yeah. are you guys in? What time are you guys in? We're in Eugene, Oregon, about two hours south of Portland. Okay, when I come back to Oregon, I'm coming to see you so we can have some lunch. Well, I have to eat oh, here. Oh, we, we would <laughs> love that. We would absolutely Woo! love it. That'd be amazing. Well, the next time I'm in Oregon, I'm okay. coming to see you. Let us know. We'll, we'll, we'll make it happen. Fantastic. Absolutely. All right, Kevin. Well, thank you so thank much, you brother. Thank you so much, uh, Kevin. I just can't tell you how much we appreciate all the work that you're doing, and, and it's just so inspiring. And uh, yeah. You always yeah. inspire me. I'm yeah. I'm so thankful when you yeah. come in and talk to us, but you always help to kind of fan my flame, and, it, and it's uh, really, really inspiring, and I always share all of your stuff with everybody. So yep. thank you so very much for talking with us again tonight, Kevin. Uh, I love you guys. You know, listen, I love you. Love you and too. my wife said, Kevin, you're doing a show today? I said, yeah. I'm going, I'm going to do it. <laughs> was like, well, tell her thank you. Said, tell her no, thank you also. Do it. Yeah. No, no, so, that's my, my wife is one powerful woman. I have, I'm married to a powerful young lady that's in amazing. her own right, you know, in her own right. So, you know, nice. I'm just blessed with the family I have. You know, my daughter is 28 years old uh, Monday, as of Monday, my youngest daughter. And my oldest daughter is going to be 40 years old next wow. in two weeks. Wow. wow. My goodness. Wow. Yep. I never guessed. In two weeks. Wow. Yep. My babies, uh, my daughters were teasing me today. Old man, I said, listen, I, don't let me look better than you girls when you get my age. They scratched up the They said, daddy, get off the phone. They said, daddy, get off the phone. I was like, they was like, you know, my oldest daughter's like, daddy, I'm giving this dinner party for my birthday and you better have your butt in New Jersey. I said, "Hun, you think I would miss my baby's 40th birthday? She said, yes, because when you're out there, you know, you get zeroed in. And I was like, yeah, you know, you're right, baby. But it's on my schedule. I'll be at the dinner. She said, I know, Uh, Daddy, you're doing good work, Daddy, but I just need you to be there because I want everybody to see my daddy. I said, okay, I'll be there. Awesome. No problem. Oh, Kevin, man, you are the man. You are the man. So inspiring. So, All right, Kevin, we'll we'll, we'll catch up soon, okay? Yeah, and we'll definitely take you up on lunch. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful evening. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. 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 Boom. Oh man, I just I love that man. I yeah. just yeah. Always inspiring. His his whole passion and fire is his just heart. encouraging how his heart. I, I see that more and more, just like the the heart of these people. And when I talk to like with family or when I'm talking with other people about like who we just talked to and what we talked about and I'm sending links, I'm like, 
the posture of this person's heart is like, that's how I'm starting to yes. see people is really yes. like what comes out of their mouth. That's one thing, but what's coming out of people's behavior, mm -hmm. it really is so telling. And I just see us more and more. And we've said this all along. We all probably say this every time we sit down to record, but the, we just keep meeting these incredible people mm -hmm. and the path just keeps getting lit up with this beautiful shining light mm -hmm. to victory. I want Pedro here with us. So oh, we man. can just He's see the auras of these a lot lately. people. He, he, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. He just emailed me. I, I need to get that to you guys. So yeah, yeah. Shout out to Pedro. Yeah, shout, shout out to Pedro. Pedro. Yep. yep. Yeah. Wow, guys. Yeah. So, I'm uh, awesome. like almost a little bit like wow. <laughs> a little starstruck. A, that, that. Oh totally, yes, totally. absolutely. Yeah, wow. Right. Cool. Fantastic uh, conversation. Yeah. with Kevin Jenkins. Yeah. So uh, thank you everybody so much for sitting in with us for your ongoing encouragement and support. Please go and find and support Kevin Jenkins. We're going to put all of the links in the show yep. notes. You know how to find those. Guys, we really, really appreciate you. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. Mm -hmm. Share these episodes with your family members, with your friends. Um, you know, sometimes it's not easy to have these conversations. Sometimes it's easier just to let somebody hear somebody else's conversation. So hopefully we can bring that benefit. Awesome. But also have the conversations. Yeah. But also because, have the conversations. Yes. Because they're really needed. Yeah, well, sometimes. I, I, I do think, I mean, I, like, just speaking to what he said there, like, I am very skeptical. I, I totally get it. And there have been people that we've cut out of our lives because they are toxic. Yes. But, but I also want to be the one reaching out that hand for when they, Agreed. When they need it. Right? Yep. And that and, comes down and, to discernment. We yeah. have to make sure that in when we stand on our own sovereignty, that we're offering love, that we're offering support, they're offering encouragement. But when somebody takes their foot and pushes it over our personal line, whatever that is for sure. us chop that, that the, yeah you absolutely chop that foot off <laughs> <laughs> machete yeah. all right everybody i'm megan sitting here with scott and ed and until next time we wish all of you intellectual prosperity good night triple d <laughs>